Good morning, Alex and friends. Today is Tuesday, July 04, the 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. On today's episode of Alex's News, we'll start off with the weather report for Riverside, California. Get ready to stay cool as we expect a high of 95.5 degrees and a low of 69.1. Now, let's dive into the stories that we'll be covering today. First up, we'll be discussing the ongoing debate and concerns surrounding the restrictions on abortion access in the United States. As limited services and what experts are calling abortion deserts emerge, the impact on women's reproductive health care is causing significant alarm. Next, we'll take a look at how cities across the country are opting for alternative ways to celebrate Independence Day. With a focus on air quality and inclusivity, many cities have shifted towards drone displays and laser shows instead of traditional fireworks. We'll explore the reasons behind this shift and the potential benefits it brings. Moving on, we'll turn our attention to China, where major state banks have once again slashed their dollar deposit rates. This move comes as part of China's efforts to stabilize the yuan and tackle economic challenges. We'll dive into why this decision was made and what it means for both China and the global economy. Stay tuned for these stories and more on today's episode of Alex's News. Welcome back to the Morning News on KJZZ. Today, we're diving into a topic that has been making headlines and causing significant concern across the United States. Abortion access is undergoing significant changes following the overturn of Roe v. Wade, and we can expect further restrictions in the coming year. Joining us to shed more light on this issue is our news reporter, Antoni. Good morning, Antoni. Good morning, Connie. It's great to be here to discuss this important topic. So, Antoni, tell us more about the current situation surrounding abortion access in the United States. Of course, Connie. Following the overturn of Roe v. Wade, which is the landmark Supreme Court decision legalizing abortion, numerous states have implemented near-total abortion bans. These bans have resulted in the closure of at least 26 clinics, making it increasingly difficult for individuals seeking abortion services to access them. That's quite concerning. Can you elaborate on which states have implemented these near-total abortion bans? Absolutely. States such as Texas, Georgia, and Alabama have been at the forefront of implementing restrictive abortion laws. For example, Texas passed the Heartbeat Bill in 2021, which bans abortions as early as six weeks into pregnancy. This particular law has led to an increase in the number of births in Texas, possibly indicating a decline in abortion access within the state. Interesting. Now, I've heard some speculation about the number of abortions expected to decrease significantly. Has that been the case? Surprisingly, Connie, the decline in the number of abortions hasn't been as substantial as predicted. Abortion researchers and clinicians are concerned about even greater challenges in the future, potentially leading to what they call an abortion desert in the southeast region, where access to abortion services would be extremely limited. That's certainly alarming. Now, Antoni, why do you think this topic has been of such prominence in the news? Connie, it's quite clear that this topic directly impacts reproductive rights and health care, contrasting with other unrelated news stories. NPR News on KJZZ, for instance, has considered the situation surrounding abortion access in the United States 
to be a prominent news item due to its significance and the potential repercussions it may have on individuals seeking abortions. That makes sense. Thank you for providing us with such a comprehensive overview, Antoni. Is there anything else we should be aware of regarding this topic? One important aspect to note is that the synthesis text here focuses specifically on the implementation of state bans, clinic closures, and the potential consequences for individuals seeking abortions. It aims to provide a comprehensive understanding of the evolving landscape of abortion access, while omitting unrelated information. Thank you so much for joining us today, Antoni. Your insights have been invaluable in helping us understand the complex issue of abortion access in the United States. Thank you, Connie. It was my pleasure to be here and shed light on this important topic. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay tuned for more news updates throughout the morning. Welcome back to our morning podcast. In response to the worsening air quality caused by Canadian wildfires, several cities in the United States are exploring alternative options for their 4th of July firework displays. Joining us now is our reporter, Ellie, to give us more details on this fascinating shift. Ellie, tell us more about this new trend. Thanks, Connie. It's great to be here. So, as you mentioned, cities across the U.S. are looking into alternative options for their 4th of July firework displays due to concerns about air pollution caused by Canadian wildfires. They are seeking safer and more environmentally friendly ways to celebrate. One such solution gaining popularity is the use of drones. Unlike traditional fireworks, drones don't release smoke, which can significantly worsen the already poor air quality. So cities like Salt Lake City, Utah, and Boulder, Colorado, have made plans to use drone displays instead of traditional fireworks. Some cities are also opting for laser light shows as an alternative. That's fascinating, Ellie. Can you explain why there's a growing shift away from fireworks towards these alternative displays? Absolutely, Connie. This shift is being driven by concerns about air pollution and the impacts of wildfires. Fireworks are known to increase air pollution, especially fine particulate pollutants, which can pose risks to individuals with respiratory conditions. Moreover, fireworks contain metallic particles that can linger in the air and have harmful effects on our health. By replacing traditional fireworks with drone displays or laser shows, cities not only address the issue of air pollution, but also consider inclusivity. Firework displays can be distressing for individuals with post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, and can also be harmful to animals. Additionally, there's always a risk of fires being started with traditional fireworks displays, which adds another layer of concern. That's a lot to consider, Ellie. It seems like there are various factors contributing to this shift. Are there any other peculiarities or factors that are relevant to this trend? Definitely, Connie. One key factor is the ongoing air quality concerns caused by Canadian wildfires that have pushed cities to take a proactive approach in modifying their firework displays. They simply don't want to add to the already compromised air pollution levels. This decision to opt for drones instead of fireworks also aligns with concerns about the health risks associated with traditional fireworks. It's worth noting that fireworks have been found to increase air pollution and pose a particular threat to those with respiratory conditions. Furthermore, there are environmental concerns related to fireworks, including the lingering metallic particles that can have adverse effects on the air and surrounding environment. Fireworks have also resulted in numerous fires and property damage incidents. I see, Ellie. It's clear that there are valid concerns driving this shift. Now, while drones and laser shows seem like great alternatives, 
What are the potential downsides to using them instead of fireworks? That's a good question, Connie. One major downside is the cost associated with these alternative displays. The price tag for drone shows can start at $10,000, which could potentially be prohibitive for smaller-scale firework displays or consumer usage. Therefore, it's uncertain how this trend at the city level will influence the future of firework displays on a smaller scale. Although drone displays are gaining popularity, their costs might limit their widespread adoption in smaller celebrations. It remains to be seen how cities will manage this aspect moving forward. Thank you for shedding light on the potential drawbacks, Ellie. It's important to take cost considerations into account as well. Before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to add? Just to emphasize, Connie, this move towards alternative displays reflects a larger trend of cities seeking greener and more inclusive options for traditional firework displays. As concerns about air pollution and the risks associated with fireworks continue to be prioritized, it remains to be seen how this trend will shape the future of firework celebrations. It's definitely an interesting development to watch closely. Absolutely, Ellie. Thank you for providing us with these insightful details about the shift towards drone displays and laser shows. We appreciate your time and expertise. Thank you, Connie. It's been a pleasure sharing this information with our listeners. Welcome back, everyone. We have some interesting news coming in from China today. Reports suggest that China's major state banks have lowered their dollar deposit rates for the second time in just over a month. Joining us now is our correspondent Arnold, who's been following this story closely. Arnold, can you give us an overview of the current situation? Thanks, Connie. Yes, China's major state banks, including Industrial and Commercial Bank of China, Bank of China, Agricultural Bank of China, China, Construction Bank, and Bank of Communications, have lowered their dollar deposit rates. This move aims to stabilize the yuan and prevent a prolonged slide that could discourage foreign investment and lead to capital outflows. This is the second time in just over a month that they have lowered these rates. Can you explain why they are taking this action? Absolutely, Connie. Lowering the rates is expected to reduce the incentive for individuals to hold dollar deposits in China. By doing so, it may help halt the recent slide of the yuan to its lowest levels in eight months against the dollar. The Chinese central bank, the People's Bank of China, has also been taking steps to stabilize the yuan by selling dollars in both onshore and offshore markets. So, by lowering these rates, are they hoping to encourage people to save in yuan instead? That's correct, Connie. The decision to lower the rates is seen as an attempt to discourage households from investing in higher-yielding dollar deposits and instead encourage them to save in yuan. This could have positive implications for the Chinese economy. It may increase the circulation of yuan within the country and stimulate domestic consumption. Additionally, it could also encourage Chinese firms, especially exporters, to settle their foreign exchange receipts in yuan rather than holding them in dollars. By settling in yuan, exporters can reduce their exposure to foreign currency risk and contribute to the stability of the yuan. Interesting. So, is this move part of a broader effort by China to address the ongoing trade tensions with the United States? Yes, Connie. Lowering the dollar deposit rates is indeed part of a broader effort by China to stabilize its currency and mitigate the impact of the trade tensions. The escalating trade dispute between China and the U.S. has put pressure on the yuan in recent months, raising concerns about capital outflows and the stability of China's financial system. By aligning the rates with domestic rates, 
The Chinese government hopes to discourage individuals from seeking higher yields in dollar-denominated assets and instead invest in the domestic currency. This could help reduce the outflow of capital and provide stability to the financial system. Fascinating insights, Arnold. I appreciate your in-depth analysis of this situation. It seems like China is taking proactive measures to manage these risks. Do we know if there has been any official comment from the People's Bank of China? No, Connie. The People's Bank of China has not issued any specific comments on this matter. However, the actions of the major state banks suggest a coordinated effort to lower the rates and stabilize the yuan. Thank you, Arnold, for shedding light on this important development. Your analysis has provided us with a better understanding of China's efforts to stabilize its currency amid trade tensions. We appreciate your expertise in this area. Thank you, Connie. It's my pleasure to share this information with our viewers. Well, there you have it, folks. China's major state banks have taken the step to lower their dollar deposit rates, aiming to stabilize the yuan and prevent a further slide. By aligning the rates with domestic ones, the government hopes to discourage holding dollar deposits and encourage saving in yuan. These actions are part of China's broader efforts to manage risks associated with trade tensions and maintain stability in its financial system. We'll continue to monitor this situation closely. Stay tuned for more updates. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made with ChatGPT, Eleven Labs, and a program written by you. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.